Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive, whilst others struggle. Hey there, welcome. This is Dr. John Kenworthy, and this is the Leadership Advantage podcast. This week, I have a question for you. What is the one thing you can do to be a better leader? When I was a young junior hotel manager, I knew it all. I knew everything about running a hotel, the restaurant, the kitchens, the rooms. After all, I was studying for a degree in hotel management and I had worked in every department. When a member of staff had a problem, I had a solution. When a guest had a question about something, I always had the answer. And not just any answer, I always had the best answer. At the time, I thought I was a terrific leader. After all, everything everyone did, what they were supposed to do, and they did it quickly. Or they faced the consequences. Or I would yell louder until they got the message. I tell you, I knew every solution to every single question, problem, difficulty. I was an excellent hotel manager and a total twat of a leader because I neglected to ask questions. Take a moment to think about one person in your life who was a great leader. Perhaps your boss, maybe a parent or an uncle. That individual who helped you grow and whom you willingly followed. I am completely certain that they asked you questions. See, there I go again, giving you the answer. So let me rephrase that. This individual who you remember as a great leader in your life, did they ask you questions? Are you listening? Really listening? See, in this past year of 2016, we've witnessed a sea change in the world that has taken many by surprise. The rise of popularism in politics, which has placed Duterte in charge of the Philippines. And we've seen the belligerence and nationalism in the Brexit vote. And now we have Donald Trump as president-elect of the US after a campaign that tapped into the desire of many in middle-class US to overturn the establishment and blame anyone and everyone else for all that ails their society. The more liberal voices are appalled that their society, their fellow citizens, their neighbours even, could be swayed by voting for expressions of bigotry, misogyny, racism and nationalism. After all, we live in a truly connected and global world. Surely rationalism will prevail. But no, emotions won the day and somehow we are surprised. 
The simple fact is, is that the established powers that be stopped listening to the murmuring. They didn't like what they heard and discarded it as the mutterings of a few disenchanted people who truly couldn't possibly believe what they were saying. Just because those in power stop listening does not mean that those feelings aren't true or that they will go away. Ah, okay, perhaps it wasn't a real problem, but it became a problem because the leaders stopped listening, because they didn't like what they heard. It didn't fit with their belief system, let alone their politics. The assumption in Brexit was that the citizens of the UK would realise how rational and sensible it was to stay in Europe, and anyone who disagreed was a racist bigot or any other label of badness. It matters not whether the anti-immigration argument is good or not. What matters is that no one was listening. When I was a kid, my mum would nag me about something. I learned the art of not listening. It was a fantastic ploy. She would ask me to do some chore and I would ignore her. She might try again and again, each time raising her voice. I could easily continue to ignore her shouts until I heard movement and the threats would start. So I would usually end up complying, but filled with resentment, and inside I would be muttering loud enough to be heard, but the words indistinct. Have you ever had a conversation with someone, and whilst they're speaking, you're waiting with eager anticipation for a pause so that you can just launch in with your own opinion? Of course you haven't, because you're a much, much better person than I am. Okay, perhaps your boss is misguidedly suggesting that you have not performed well enough and you are just aching to leap to your own defence. Or one of the people at the lunch table is just hogging the entire conversation and it really is about time they heard from someone with a more sensible and intelligent viewpoint. Do you ever find that you stopped listening while you were thinking about how to respond? It's not really surprising because when most people are trying to influence others, they use the well-known managerial technique I describe as tell, sell and yell. Is it your habit to tell, sell, yell? My mum used this technique often. She would begin by telling us what she wanted us to do. Sensing reluctance, she would then sell the benefits of doing what she wanted us to do, and more often outlining the disadvantage of non-compliance. Lastly, she would raise her voice until we relented and followed her instructions. Just occasionally, she would give up during the process and simply do the job herself, which was our original intention, because it saved her a great deal of stress and the job was done properly. I thought that this was just a parental approach until the manager of the hotel I worked at for a summer used the same approach. He would tell me what to do, then tell me the benefits, not being fired was number one, and proceed to yell the instructions in the space of about 10 seconds. 
the head chef of the kitchen I joined as a kitchen porter did exactly the same, albeit the volume would normally be classified as a yell from the start and yelling became swearing. By the time I moved into management as a junior trainee apprentice, the process of managing was well ingrained. Of course, there is the prerequisite. You must be technically expert and know absolutely everything. And if you don't, pretend that you do. Then step one is tell your minions what to do. Step two, sell the benefit of doing what you want them to do. That is, you dig the pain and build the gain. Step three, yell as necessary. And do you know what, it worked. Well, it mostly worked and mostly the minions complied and things got done. Then they would quit. Many perfected the art of quitting whilst remaining employed and being paid. After a while, a boss would come along and tell me that this was not the right way to manage people, John. They would then sell me the benefits of their style and I'm sure they would have yelled next if I hadn't agreed to comply immediately. So in recommending a different approach, they would unwittingly be using the exact same approach. And then I happened upon a leader. I was initially convinced that this was a, a female approach to leading and managing because my next three bosses were women and they did this bizarre thing we call asking questions. Then they listened. Then they asked some more questions and they listened some more. Then they would suggest that I do what I just suggested in my answers to their questions. My third leader, who happened to be a female, shared a poem by Kipling to explain it. I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and why and when and how and where and who. See, what I was beginning to learn is that leaders ask questions. Managers tell you the answers. How often have you had a boss who used the tell, sell, yell approach? And did you like them? Would you choose to follow them? Think of that leader you admire, preferably someone you have met, even better, someone you worked with, a leader who you like and trust and would follow. Did they ask you questions or did they tell you the answers? When you ask questions of someone, you are showing them respect that they know the answers and you are communicating in the way the brain works. You see, the brain 
Your brain craves answers, it craves certainty. It has to close the loop. And it finds answers in a specific neuromechanical process. The first three questions our brain has to answer are who or what, how much, and where. That is, we need to understand the context of the situation. Who and or what are we talking about? It's a portrait. Then, very often we need to know how much is something is worth or is value to me personally. And we need to have a map locating this in our world, in our jumble of a world or in our memory. We need a map. Then, after we know who and what, how much and where, then we want to know when this needs to happen or a timeline for it to take place, locating this in time. Then, and only then, does it matter how this is to be accomplished. And finally, we need to know why. What's in it for me? Well, you could start with why and then what, who, how much, where, when and how. So instead of telling someone why they are doing it, what they should do, how much it costs and how they gain, where they should do it, when and how, you turn it all into questions and you ask. Well, instead of managing them, telling them, do this, in this place, with this other person, next time. Selling it, this is how you will benefit. And then yelling, you should do this in this way so that whatever you get or don't get as a result. So instead of that managing approach, take the leader's approach. Ask questions. What do you think you should do in this situation? How much will that cost you in time, in money, in effort? How much will you gain from this approach? When would be a great time to start? And then how are you going to do this? So tell me again, why are you going to do this? By asking questions and you coming through with the answers, you have bought into your own solution already and you are following the influence of your leader rather than complying with the instructions of your manager. So when should I manage and when should I lead? Well, I tell you what, instead of answering that question, may I ask you a question? Would you prefer to be told or asked? You think that you have your answer. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast. You can learn more on how to motivate and get people to do things that matter over at my website at leadershipadvantage.com.